When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's, it's, it's time to talk that talk, and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, welcome into the Stinking Truth uh, Podcast. Mark Schler alongside Mike Evans. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. Share with all your friends. Do whatever it is you do. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm uh, doing great. Yeah. I can't wait. Another big weekend of football sure. coming up. Highlighted by a matchup that we've all been looking forward to all season long. That NFC rematch. Presumably, San Francisco will have a regular quarterback for the entire mm-hmm. game for this one. But San Francisco and Philadelphia, and I know I give you a lot of grief about your admiration for San Francisco. Right. But I can't help but notice this game being played in Philadelphia, and yet the wise guys, the odds makers, yeah. have San Francisco a three-point favorite. I, I guess that tells you something. Yeah, you know, I was I was doing something with a buddy of mine the other day, and they said, uh, well, just yesterday, and they were like uh, in a different, you know, different city or whatever. I was doing a radio show, and they were asking me about that game, and I was like, hey, something just, you know, something to me – and I've said this, something to me feels like people aren't quite sure. Yeah, they beat Buffalo. Yeah, they've had big games. Yeah, that Philadelphia. But something's not quite there. And he goes, well, what do you think the spread is? And, you know, I know you get kind of it, kind of the spread stuff goes, you get three points for being a home team, essentially, right? That's kind of how it works. And I said, well, I'm going to say that the wise guys like San Fran. So I'm going to say Philly plus two and a half was my prediction for the spread. He goes, no, it's San Francisco minus, minus three. three. Yeah, you thought minus two and a half, or no? Did you think no, Philadelphia I, would be favored? I thought Philadelphia oh, would be okay. favored by two, two and, and a half. half. Meaning they they take away the. Geez, you just don't know lines, do you? No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know lines. Which which really goes to show you the fact that I am kicking your ass in the picks. By a half a game. Um, Relax. That's still key. Mr. I know the spread. Well, so I know, no, I thought I, thought, I know plus okay. and minus. So <laughs> so <That's> Philadelphia, <laughs> don't pay no attention to that. Philadelphia, I thought would be plus two and a half, favorite by yeah. two and a half, even though you're supposed to get right. three points. So essentially meaning the wise guys like San Fran, but the San Fran's minus three. They're giving three, they're giving up three points going to Philly and playing in Philly. I mean, that's that just goes to show you. That essentially, the wise guys think that the the San Francisco 49ers are six points better than, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what it says. We yeah. think we're we think they're about a touchdown better, which is I think pretty incredible considering Philly's playing at home. Which goes to show you when I was talking to you on Monday, and you got all you know discombobulated because I I said people just don't still tr- don't trust Philly. You know, and you wanted to make it about me against Philly fans and all that stuff because you love that controversy. And when I get on, you know, X and start going at it with fans, you like that. Well, it's not so much that as much as it's your unadulterated love of the Shanahans. So? <laughs> I get it. Mike okay. Shanahan, I, 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 I admire you for your mm-hmm. loyalty to, to Mike Shanahan. I know he's so, meant a lot to your career. But okay. um, what, what, what do you think then – because these te- these two teams seem to be 
very even, and there mm-hmm. are probably plenty of people who feel that Philadelphia is the better team. What what would you say is the difference that makes San Francisco better than Philly, if you had to boil it down? Yeah, I I think that I, I think it's I think it's an incredibly interesting question because like you know I have an affinity for what Philly does, right? You know they can control the line of scrimmage, you know that they can they can run the ball a myriad of different ways. They can get you with the pin and pull game. They can get you with the power game. They can get you with the you know the gap game. They can get you with the zone game. Like like they they could do anything. They're that good. Um, I think there's part of me that just feels like one. As much as I like Jalen Hurts and I like him a lot, I feel like he's been hampered by that knee, and he's not quite the same guy. You know, and and I do feel like they have transitioned offensively out of a lot of quarterback run. And I don't I would be really interested, you know, there's a difference between scrambling when things break down and design QB run. And if and I don't know the numbers on these because you know no, I don't pay a lot of attention to numbers. I just pay attention to my eyes. And I would tell you that there have been a lot less designed runs this year as compared to last year. And part of that is the evolution of the offense. We want to win more and more games out of the pocket. And so there certainly seems to be a little bit of a difference there. And then I think, you know, ultimately, if you're talking about San Francisco, it's their ability to create wide-open opportunities in space through shifts, through motions, through using players in different capacities. I think one of the things that's really hurt Philadelphia here down recently, and now they've won. Don't get me wrong. They've won. They're only scoring, what, 22 points a game or something like that. San Francisco's, uh, you know, scoring on an average of uh, uh, 28, 28 No, they're both around 28. You're looking at that wrong. Huh? You're looking at that wrong. Oh, am I? Yeah, look at look at it's Philadelphia, San Francisco's offense versus Philly's defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, you looked at that wrong. That's okay. I might not be that bright. No, can I get? There is one one other difference. Want, that, want, want. Well, yeah, there is okay. one other difference okay. that maybe explains the difference between these two teams. Turnover differential always a huge. I know you're not sure. a stat guy, but if there is one stat, there is one stat that, that holds the test of time. Yeah. It's turnover differential. San Francisco's a plus eleven. Philly's a minus two. Mm. Yeah. Um, I got sidetracked because I have the wrong information in front of me. I blame you for that. Um, no, 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 no. So I, I would just say that I, I think I think San Fran does a great job. Although San Fran's scoring defense is is about a, almost a touchdown better, right? Correct. Almost a touchdown better. There you go. Back on track. <laughs> Things feel good. Things feel good. I'm not much. Of, let me just. Uh, let me just. I'm not going to apologize for not being much of a numbers guy. Most of the time, numbers lie. They don't – they rarely ever give you a true picture. Folks, if you ever – Eyeballs give if, you the picture. If you ever – Eyeballs. If you ever come across Mark in an airport or out in public, just go, hey, Mark, what do you think of analytics? No. Just ask me about air yards per target. Yeah, <laughs> intended air yards. Oh, intended, intended air, air yards per target. Even better. All right, talk, so talk San Francisco. You, <laughs> All right. So you like San Francisco. I do like San okay. Francisco. Uh, for for some of those reasons that you just mentioned, uh, big news. Just as we got ready to uh, talk about this, record this podcast, Aaron Rodgers' twenty one day practice window has opened. 
with the idea that he can be basically activated at any time right. within that window to come back and play. So it looks like this is going to happen. Why? If you're Aaron, why would you if you're Aaron Rodgers? Seriously, why would you come back? Do you think there's a, a do you think there's a legitimate opportunity for you to go and and play a playoff game? No. Right? I mean you you've played your way out of that, correct? Correct. So what do you think is what, what do you think that why would you even risk um you want my theory? Yeah. I do. To do something they always really ever done before and come back this quickly from an Achilles injury that happened about, what, 80 days ago. And to do something at his age, medically, that nobody's ever done before. Man. I think that would be a source of great pride for him. All right. And also maybe give, you a, give him a little bit of extra boost motivation going into the, uh, the offseason. And one other theory I'll give you, okay. and this was suggested by in a story in The Athletic, that um, this whole coaching staff owes Aaron Rodgers a huge debt of gratitude because otherwise Robert Sala, coaching staff, Nathaniel Hackett would be blown out, but Aaron Rodgers represents a lifeline for these guys because he wants them there, yeah. and him coming back to play for these guys – might help their case even more. Those are just my theories. Feel free to pick them apart if you'd like. No, I just What do you think? No, I mean, I, I think it made sense to me if you still had a shot at, at making a playoff run. But, I mean, Zach Wilson pretty much ended those dreams for you, as did, you know, what's the kid's name, Boyle? Tim Boyle. Have you seen his stats, by the way, like at, Not out good. of college? Not good. He's going to be a fine. He's going to be a fine coach one day. That's right. Think how do you have that many interceptions versus touchdowns and and that how how your statistics are that bad and yet you get opportunity in professional football. He must be great on a grease board. Like he must just be able to answer every But back to Rodgers, why? Yeah. I mean, why come back? Cuz everything you're right. He's he's not coming back to play for anything. No. From a team standpoint, so what's the motivation? Yeah. I think you're. I think what the the theory you put out there. I'm going to do something that nobody's done. I'm going to do something people said I couldn't do. I'm going to show people how passionate I am about the game. I'm like, there is that's what it feels like. I man, I tell you what. I mean, the, the risk of injury. I, I know one thing about being injured a lot, and I've been injured a lot. That your body is such a compensation machine, and you will you will put stress or duress on another aspect of your body you don't even know you're doing because your body just automatically compensates for that injury that you're favoring and that would be my big fear is you're so you're so subconsciously aware if you will if that makes sense of that injury that your body is intentionally protecting it and you don't even realize that you're protecting it, and then all of a sudden it's the other Achilles. It's the opposite knee. It's the opposite hip. It's something that breaks down because of your body's natural protection mechanism. <laughs> I sounded like a freaking doctor right there, didn't I? I would think with all the surgeries you've gone through, you would actually be able to achieve a minor yes. in medicine. I'm like, I was like right there. I just like that was Dookie Hauser esque. 
I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm maybe just telling instead, you. Maybe instead of on your yeah. ill-fated soap opera career, instead of being a detective, if you mm. had been a... Ill-fated is a little... How many episodes did you appear on? Well, 15, 20. All right, that's not bad, I guess. All right. But you did kill Guiding Light, a soap that had only been on for like 80 years. 72 years well, it was on. And you killed it. Two years. Rock Hoover. They canceled it. Look it up, folks. <laughs> they're, they're like... I'm sure you can find it somewhere out there in the... Darkest, deepest recesses of YouTube, dark web probably. Mm, dark web. <laughs> that was that was the guiding light after dark. <laughs> uh, Kansas City and Green Bay. Mm. Uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about home field right now. That's okay. that's my my motivation. You're uh-huh. eight and three. You're there with a couple other teams at eight and three. Baltimore's right there at nine and three. Mm-hmm. I would be thinking about getting home field, and having the playoffs go through Arrowhead. As a player, take me inside the player's mindset. you still got six games left. Are you able to use that as a rallying cry, or are you still kind of in the dog days of the season? Well, I, I think it's one of those things that, like, you're always, you always put goals out there. And the number one goal is to win the division, right? You want to win the division. So that's that's our number one, like each team put out there before the season started, we want to win the division. Well, you look at the AFC West right now, and there's probably no question you're going to win the division. Got a two-game lead three, over the Broncos. Yeah, it's going to be hard for the Broncos to chase you down. Okay? So that, that part is, it's not accomplished yet, but you're close to being on your way. The second goal is to secure home field advantage. So... As of right now, there's still the cliche of one game at a time. We got to take care of our business and yada 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 yada. But in the back of your mind, you would have to think it's going to be hard for another AFC team to come into Arrowhead and beat us in the playoffs. And so, yeah, that becomes that becomes a that becomes. I don't think it becomes a rallying cry yet, but it becomes a talking point. Like, hey guys, you know we're one step closer. We win this division. We get home field advantage. We get playoff games at Arrowhead. There's very few teams that are ever going to come into Arrowhead and beat us. I think didn't Cincinnati do it a couple of years ago? Didn't, but like it just is not. It, that is a tall task to go on the road. And I've been a road team that won an AFC championship in somebody else's house. But that's a that's a hard thing to do. A really hard thing to do. So yeah, I think that becomes. Not maybe not a rallying cry, but it does become a talking point. Green Bay, we were talking about them earlier in the week. How impressive yeah. they looked on Thanksgiving Day, and and the idea that Jordan Love maybe really is starting to finally get it. It's clicking. You know, they're they're to me they're going to pass either Minnesota and or Seattle. Mm-hmm. Green Bay is going to be a playoff team. I agree with you, and. They might fall into that category of teams that nobody really wants to play. I'll tell you what, the way Green Bay seems to be coming on right now, the way they've been playing, and they handled Detroit in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, that's a that's a butt whipping. So my question to you would be, I know that Detroit has what, a three game lead right now? Right? They and they split with Detroit? Yes. Do you feel like Green Bay 
could make a run at Detroit. That's still a lot to make up. Yeah, it it's is a too, lot of ground, especially because you're going to Kansas City, right? This well, week, well, you're hosting. You're, you're hosting, hosting Kansas, Kansas City. City okay. Again, I was wrong, but but do you have to beat Kansas City to be a playoff you, team? You got to not to be a playoff team, but you have to beat Kansas City. I'm with you. I think. I think because after, by the way, just just to finish out, just yeah. so because after this, they go to the Giants. This is Green Bay to the Giants, home against Tampa, at Carolina, at Minnesota. Home against Chicago, so it'd be nice. It'd be a great feather in their cap to mm-hmm. beat Kansas City, but it doesn't feel like it's necessarily one they have to win. In no, order I think. To make I, the I mean, I think Kansas City's tough, but the Giants, you know, are a bad team. Tampa's a bad team. The Carolina Panthers are an awful team. Minnesota Week Seventeen is. I mean, they they seem to be falling apart, right? And then you got the Chicago Bears. So yeah, I mean that they could they could win of those six games, Mike. They could easily you could easily see them being five and one, and if they go five and one, oh, they're yeah. certainly in the playoffs. Yeah. Certainly, and yeah, yeah and uh, so yeah, do are they going to te- catch Detroit? Probably not, but they certainly have a chance to be a play. I think they will make. I think they'll make the playoffs, and I think they'll usurp you know Minnesota. I mean, you cannot. You're Minnesota. You can't score ten points against the Chicago Bears at home and lose a Monday night football game in which, you know, in, in which, uh, like, you let four field goals beat you. you. That that can't be. That can't be the case. So. Clock striking midnight for Joshua Dubs. We kind of figured it would happen. Is it happening? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think that, you know, eventually you – of even those times when you have these three games out of body experiences, it's like, no offense to Fitzpatrick, because I love Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitz, but Ryan Fitzpatrick would go through a game, like three games in a row where he had 450 yards passing, you know, he was like, oh my God. And then, you know, three weeks in a row where he throws four picks, you know, it just is one of those. Yeah, eventually, what do you, oh, what is that where you fall to the mean or? Find, yeah, regress, uh, re- regress to the mean. Regress, sure the way it regress. It, we had this discussion a few weeks ago. I think it's yeah. regress to the mean. Uh, you re, no, I don't think it's regress. Not regress. No, I think retract. It, it's a re. Something. Yeah, it's a. It is a re. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's a re. So a re to the mean. <laughs> a re, re to the mean. You re. You ridiculous to the mean. Maybe no, Matt, no. our outstanding yeah. uh, producer, can can help re, us out with that. You re. I thought it was a re- you relent. Re- you relent. Not relent. You relent no, to the mean? No, I think you, it's a regre- uh, I think it's regress re- or retreat to the mean. Regress to the regress to the mean. I don't know. Matt, if you something goes to the mean. To, f- feel free to pop up here and, Go, and somebody's help, going help, to the help, mean. Help out the two idiots right yeah, here. Yeah, right. You know? Anyhow, you 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 find your regress to the mean. Regress Thank to you. the mean. I was you right. were right, right off the bat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that big giant head That's with all right. that information in it. Uh, yeah, so eventually you're gonna eventually you're gonna find you know you're gonna find the balance of of kind of what you are and who you are and you know what you've always been. Speaking of Chicago, uh, they're off this week, but 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 Caleb Williams came out and said he was basically this is kind of a tool bag comment, but he said quote he was a game time decision. As to whether or not he's going to come out for the 2024 draft, mm. I still think he'll come out. But um, 
if he does or if he doesn't. Where, where are you at with Chicago? Chicago's going to have the top pick. Yeah. So let's just say, let's just say for the sake of uh, argument that Caleb Williams does come out. Mm-hmm. If you're Chicago, do you draft Caleb Williams or do you stay with Justin Fields? Well, based on everybody saying that Caleb Williams is, you know, is a can't miss proposit uh, prospect. Although his stock did drop some. I'm I'm sure. Year. I'm sure. But I look at a couple of different things. And I'm not I'm not gonna make a definitive statement here on I'm not I just am like I like Justin Fields. I think he's incredible. He's an incredible athlete. And in the game the other day, he was 27 to 37, something like that. And he, he ran it 12 times for a bunch of yards. And, you know, I mean, he's a dynamic playmaker. He's a kind of quote-unquote offensive weapon. There's a couple of things I look at. Like, one, if that's your quarterback of the future, are you going to run him that much? Are you going to – because that's an unsustainable form of offense. You just not, they, nobody is going to survive long term. And remember, he missed four games or five games, whatever it was, with his his thumb got dislocated and got jammed into his whatever this is a thumb socket or whatever. You know, I mean, it just went down there. It had like a little. It was like a little Lilliputian thumb. It was a little <laughs> Doctor Slareth, everybody. Yeah, what do you call those? And not you Doctor. Can't what say, is he suffering from? Lilliputian thumb. <laughs> Lilliputian thumb. Because you can't, nowadays, you I can't I see it say, all the time. Yes. I've, I've seen it once. I've seen it a million times. It's a tale as old as time. Short thumb. Um, yeah, so he had short thumb. And he, he every, he, yes, he had short thumb. So he got the short thumb. And uh, and then they had to yank it back out of there, right? And let it heal up and all that kind of stuff. He's just not going to survive. So I'm like, okay, that's the offense they're going to play. Like, what does that say about your willingness to think of him as your long-term quarterback? It's probably not. And then, again, and, and you know, piggyback off of something I heard around, I think Colin Cowherd said it, and, like, dude, you, you got the ball, you got four extra possessions. You you The Chicago Bears turned over the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings four times, and you you were only able to generate twelve points in a win, and it is Matt Eberflus's first win in the division ever. But you kicked four field goals. You got the ball. You got four extra possessions, and you kicked four field goals, dude. That doesn't that doesn't feel like franchise quarterback stuff. It just doesn't. Speaking of quarterbacks, yeah, boy, it's a debate that that we have a, a lot here in Denver about Russell Wilson. Broncos in Houston, suddenly a big, big game in the AFC mm-hmm. for tiebreaker purposes. Both teams come in at 6-5. and five. Uh, Where are you at with, with Russell Wilson? Because there seems to be nationally a shift. Hey, you know, maybe Russ is, is starting to get back to his old form. Here in Denver, there seems to still be a, a question – we were talking about it how uh, in a in a piece for the Athletic, uh, a unnamed anonymous defensive coach was quoted as saying that Sean Payton is basically coaching Russell Wilson like he's a rookie, and that it's very safe, and that effectively right now Russell Ma- Wilson is a game manager, a good one, but a game manager. Mm. Deconstruct that a little bit for me because uh, 
is is Sean Payton coaching him like he's a rookie? And is the term game manager a negative term? Yeah. I, the game ma- the game managers become a negative term. I don't yeah. think of it as a negative term. I think everybody has to manage the game. I, I think I think the good ones do. And you know when you have to make a when you have to make a play, you have the ability to make a play. But the majority of the time is, you know, you're reading through a progression. And if you get, you know, if they hey if you're going flat curl for instance, if they take away the flat, they have leverage on the flat. Throw the curl. It's like everybody wants to make it. Everybody wants to make it like, oh my God, you know the 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 oh the 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 mental capacity you have to have, and you do, you know, from formationally, and you have to have a vision of where everybody is, and then you're reading the defense, and you have to know where to get to, and all that kind of stuff. But the comment on he's coaching him like a rookie is ultimately to me, it's it's how Russell has been successful all the years he was successful in Seattle. You know, read your front side progression one to two, and if it's not open, pull the ball and go make something happen. And I defy anybody to show me over his years in Seattle where that's not the tr- where that's not the case. It's hey, read these front two guys and then pull the ball, and the next thing you know, you got you know Tyler Lockett on an over route that you you throw and it's a big time completion. You got you got. You know, DK Metcalf running down the sideline, you chuck one up 65 yards for a touchdown. It, it's kind of what – and if you look at what the Denver Broncos are doing right now, that's what they're doing. It's the quick swing pass. It's the one-two progression. It's the, you know, the screen, the bubble screen. And then, hey, man, when those things break down or we need to play on third down and 10, if those first two things aren't open, pull the ball, scramble around, we throw a lock route or we throw whatever. So that's kind of the offense right now. And it is simplistic, but I would say this. It's why Sean Payton should be recognized as, you know, a coach of the year candidate because you've taken what you can do and what you can do well, and you basically build your offense or built your offense around that, and everything else has been just kind of eliminated. And so that to me is just it's smart coaching. And and I'll say this for Russell, man, like good for you. Good for you from the standpoint of unselfishly going, okay, this is what what it's going to take for me to be successful. I'm not going to put up 230 yards or 250 yards or or 300 yards passing. You know, like last week he had, uh, I think he had like 13 to 24, 25, something like that. And he had 134 yards passing. And there's got to be an unselfishness to be to go. You don't, you can't be sitting there going, I want to throw it, you know, sixty percent, seventy percent of the time, and I want to. No, you, like this is how we're going to win. So you're saying that Russell Wilson, in going to like nine Pro Bowls, winning a Super Bowl, going to another Super Bowl, building basically a on track for Hall of Fame career, and kind of getting back onto that track this year, whether it's Seattle or Denver. It's been done with him being coached like a rookie all that time. Because understand it, that that sounds like a negative connotation there. That I mean, you know, you think about how to yeah. coach a rookie quarterback that you're really, uh, you know, it, it, it you're treating him like a rookie. Yeah, and and he needs to be treated like a rookie this deep into his career. Apparently, yeah. I mean, and I, that's I, not necessarily a bad thing. No, I mean, it's what it, it's you say, treat him like a rookie. I mean, you may not be treating like Tom Brady 
in a different fashion, got treated like a rookie because Bill Belichick is always going to coach him hard. Was the offense more expansive? Yeah, it was more expansive. But this is what we need to do to win. And here we go. And there's a tried and true proven kind of you know formula to that. Now, there will be some deep shots, but they'll be off of play pass with seven-man protections where Russ can get, you know, 11 yards deep, and you're reading two guys. Again, you know how tough it is to play quarterback. <laughs> hey, man, if the safety plays low on the over route, throw the post. If he plays deep on the post, throw the over route. Oh, gosh, it's so confusing. How could anybody do it? Ooh, quarterbacks are so smart. They're not. Um, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. That offensive linemen are smarter than quarterbacks. Especially the left guards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Way smart. I, 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 and I guess that's that's good if you're a Bronco fan to hear you say that Russ can be treated coach like a rookie. It's okay, but you'd think that after a career of taking like 100 level courses, that at some point you'd have to be able to graduate to a 400 level. I know you didn't take too many of those at Idaho, but try to work with me here. Mm-hmm. Imagine taking 400 level courses. Wouldn't you think at some point you gotta be able to show you can do that? That you can't just get by all the time just taking 100-level courses? Again, I know you did, but this is a different thing. Um, I don't – I don't – I think we – I think we collectively as fans, and I'm a fan, we like to make it a lot more difficult than it truly is. Okay. And I think coaches oftentimes – like to make it a lot more difficult than it really is. Why? Because that's how you become a hot commodity and that's how you get a head coaching job. And I don't think it has to be as complicated. There's a lot of there's a lot of complex. I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it again. The thing that fascinates me about football is the juxtaposition between complexity and simplicity. We can dress it down or dress it up and make it really look complex, but it's basically at its core, it's a pretty simple game, right? Dominate line of scrimmage, out physical the other team, and um, and basically, it, it's basically run a receiver through a zone or run a receiver through a, a player to get the defense to take it and then replace that player with another placer player and throw it there. It's you throw it where they ain't affect the defensive coverage by running one guy. That's here's why running routes is so important. Here's why non-primaries are so important. Because what we're trying to do at our core is run you through a place to draw coverage and then we'll replace you with the guy that we want to throw it to. And if you don't run through it, you allow the defense to basically be two places at once or to to play the route. And so that's where I love the unselfish nature of football. There's 11 dudes. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? There's 11 guys on a football field. You can't do your job as a receiver or whatever if I'm not doing my job as a left guard. If I'm not doing my job as a left guard, you'll never see the football as a wide receiver. And the delicate balance of trusting and believing 
in one another and doing our jobs that makes the offense work as a as a whole. Well, you've got Miami and and Washington this week, and yeah. so we'll have a chance to talk about that next week and get into the leftovers and really be able to focus mm-hmm. in. I'll be curious to see what you think about a Dolphin team that is eight and three, but hasn't exactly proven that they can beat the best teams. They can beat up on the bad yeah. teams, but what happens I, when I'm they so play ex- the better teams? I'm so excited to meet Mike McDaniel. Why don't you let people know what you're hoping to do with your broadcast? Well, first off, I was thinking I'm going to sit at the hotel with Mike McDaniel because they're traveling in and I'm and the game is down in D.C. And then I thought, well, you know, what should I do? We should record something for, like, the Sunday show, like, Mike carries my bags in and sets sets up my desk before I interview him or something, you know, something goofy. Because for those of you who don't know, Mike McDaniel was a ball boy for the Broncos when I played for the Broncos. Then I thought maybe I, you know, have a locker in the in the meeting. Like we're going to meet at some hotel, you know, some hotel conference room. And I have a locker in there. I just stuff his little ass in there, right? <laughs> like bring back old memories. Do you used to stuff them in locker? No, I never you stuffed never anybody in a locker. But I am interested. I to like see. the ball boy uh, carry yeah, my bag type thing. Yeah, I, like I that. am. I, but I, I am like... interested just to see, like, like I. Re- I mean, I remember him like it was yesterday. Yeah, just like, a little I re- kid. Yeah, how old is he? Probably. Oh, he's probably fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. You know, but I remember it like it was yesterday. And as a matter of fact, the. There was a guy that worked for the Broncos that ended up marrying his mother, and and that's kind of the that's kind of part of the connection. The whole story was he lost his hat. He would wear different hats, so he'd get autographs. He lost his hat, and um, and this particular individual came and brought him a hat because he was upset about and and anyhow because he used to come to training camp from Greeley and and it was just a it's just a cool the whole story is a a cool story. And I'm really, I'm really interested in sitting down with him. He's a brilliant football dude, you know. But he seems like he's one of those guys that would have fun with something like that. Oh yeah, so for sure. I hope it works. Mm. I'm just excited. I'm like excited to kind of reminisce. Yeah, yeah. I'll be good. I'll I hope good. I was. Always, I was always nice to I'm everybody. I'm sure you were a complete dick. Uh, <laughs> let's get to. Let's get to our picks, shall we? Yeah, I was probably <laughs> I have I have that in me. Yeah, you, you know, do. healthy doses. Yeah. Healthy all right, doses. all right. Go ahead. Uh, you're you're picking first. I'm going first. I so, think this is two weeks in a row you've gone first. Uh, I, I'm pretty wait sure. Wait until you, you want to talk about yeah, me being sure. the bigger person. Watch this. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus five over Carolina. Mm. No. Well, new, so you're not ner- no nervous new, about the new coach no bounce. No new coach bounce there for Carolina. Well, I think that's. Uh, Jacksonville minus eight against Cincinnati. Poor Monday Night Football. That looked like a fun one. It's a big number. That's a big number. Uh, And then I'm going to take the Rams, who are uh, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home over Cleveland. Mm. I wanted to take a particular game, but I didn't want to break your soul and have people see. Oh, you you were going to take Philly? I was going to take San Francisco. Oh, oh. Just to, just but to, you hate the Shanahan's. No, no, I was, was going to do it just to to, to 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 torment you and take away your boo, your boo game. But I, I gave you your whoopee game, so okay, take it and run with it. All right. Well, I'm going to go Dallas minus nine over Seattle. Okay. In Dallas, I'm going to go Pittsburgh over Arizona minus five and a half. 
Pittsburgh has gotten that like new coach bump a little bit. First time they've been over yep. 400 yards on offense in like it was like 58 games or something crazy. And then I am going to go ahead and stick with San Francisco. Of course and, you are. And tell and uh, tell it doesn't work out for me. San Francisco minus three. You'd have been so mad if I took San Francisco. No, that's my team. No, I would have gone against you. No, you wouldn't have. No way you would have gone against the Shanahan's. No I way. I knew you weren't going to pick the Shanahan's. You've always hated the Shanahan's. You'd never I don't go. know what Mike did to you while you were covering Mike. What did he do? You'd never go against the family. What are you? <laughs> You'd Let's never pretend go this is family. a doll. Point on the <laughs> point on the doll Me where the do. bad man hurts you. Okay, right there in that area. Huh? <laughs> All right, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth podcast, I love Mike Shanahan. For me, for Mike, for the Mike doll, um, <laughs> we thank you so much for watching uh, and uh, appreciate you guys sharing and appreciate you guys uh, subscribing and doing all that thing. Shoot us a question; we'll try to answer some of those. Uh, along the way as well. For everybody involved, thank you so much. We'll be back with you to wrap up week 13 at the beginning of next week.